everyone. Welcome to another edition of the My Nights Are Booked podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Beth Pollock, and today we're going to be talking about books and specifically one book that I just read. I've, I've been reading books voraciously lately, um, just plowing through, especially holiday books um, because it's the holiday season and I really love my holiday books. But a book came up and, and it's, again, one of those things. It's some algorithm on Amazon told me that I should read the matzo ball. So I bought it and, uh, I have to say that I was, um, I, I was drawn to the cover and, you know, you're not supposed to judge a book by, by its cover, obviously, but the cover was so adorable. It's, it's a blue cover with white writing and there are two people and, you know, one's in a tux, the, the guy's in a tux and the lady's in a blue dress and she's wearing pearls and there's dreidels and stars of David and menorahs. And, I just had to read it. I, I was beyond curious when I saw the book and I thought, you know what, I'm going to read it. I've never I've never read a Jewish romance holiday Hanukkah novel. I, I've never read anything like that. I've certainly read books about Jewish characters and, and that have had Jewish characters in them, but I've never read a Jewish holiday romance novel. And that's because you really don't see those. They're very uncommon. And um, the, the book is by Jean Meltzer and it's her first novel. This is her debut novel. And um, she's uh, she's been working for years uh, in television. She's won a daytime Emmy. Um, she herself has a chronic illness. And this is something that's touched on in the book. One of the, the main character has a chronic illness. Um, and she, uh, Meltzer was in rabbinical school and had to withdraw because of her illness. And her father suggested that she write a book. And, um, you know, this is, so this ends up being her first book. And it is one of the cutest, uh, it, it, the story is just, it's so much fun. And, you know, as someone who, you know, I'm not Jewish, but I absolutely love reading about the traditions and the richness of the traditions of families who are Jewish. And, um, you know, one of my best friends, uh, converted to Judaism when we were, in, uh, we just got out of college and, and she decided this was something she wanted to do. So I was able to kind of observe her journey. And, um, you know, so when I'm, when I'm reading about the Jewish community centers, the JCC, this is something that, that I, I, you know, my, my friend was doing, you know, was going to these events and, and going to the JCC all the time as part of her, her conversion. And, it just it it brought back so many fond memories and and hearing her excitement as she was as she was learning to do you know it was learning about the religion and learning the practices and and, and learning about this uh you know this journey that she was on and um you know by contrast my my neighbor is uh my neighbor is jewish and he's he's a wonderful person don't get me wrong but he doesn't celebrate any of his traditions. So there have been times when, um, because my, when I used to work in college athletics, my, my boss was Jewish. And, uh, so I learned a lot of the holidays, you know, like, you know, I, I would greet her with Shana Tova when it was, you know, when it was appropriate to say that, you know, and I knew Hanukkah and I knew Rosh Hashanah and I knew, you know, how she, she taught me all of the things and it was telling me about Delfita fish and, you know, the things that she liked and the things she didn't like. So I could, I could bring gifts and, and she, it was a very inclusive experience. You know, she, she loved that. I loved it and loved being a part of it. Um, because it was, I wanted to celebrate with her and, um, you know, so, so my neighbor, unfortunately, is not a practicing Jew. And so he, um, so he doesn't, it's very difficult for me to have that, that same exuberance with him because he doesn't uh, often, 
observe all of the traditions. So, um, so this book, it, it just, from a personal experience, you know, it's, it's something that I just, I absolutely loved being able to see these things that I remember from, from moments in my past that are, were just, you know, such fond memories. Um, the story is a, uh, is a, a story about a Jewish girl named Rachel and she is hiding this big secret. She actually loves Christmas and um you know even though she was raised in a very very traditional jewish family her father is a very celebrated rabbi in the community her mother is a doctor and um they come from a, a family where you know the spotlight was on them when it came to celebrating jewish holidays and so the fact that the rachel loves christmas so much not only does she love christmas but she's a christmas romance novelist and has penned over 20 books and has written, um, you know, she, her movies have turned into, or her books have turned into movies. And so she's someone who is leading this double life. She uses a pen name. So nobody knows who she is. And, uh, she writes all of these things from a locked, her locked office in her house where she has a collection of Santa figures and, um, you know, lights and Christmas trees. And, and so she's, she's keeping the secret from her family because she knows they'll be disappointed if they find out that she's leading this, you know, this life with uh, celebrating a, a, a holiday that isn't part of their tradition. Um, you know, one of the reasons that, that she feels that way is she doesn't see the same kind of magic that surrounds Christmas when she looks at Hanukkah and some of the Jewish traditions. And so she, she feels like the only thing she can do is to celebrate Christmas and to, to make that part of her, um, you know, that that's how she's made her living. Uh, when she was younger, she attended a Jewish summer camp and that's where she met Jacob. And, um, Jacob is somebody who, she had, she had a crush on, I mean, they had this, this kind of competition, you know, sense of, uh, competition that turned into something more. I mean, they were, they were 12 and, um, you know, he became her arch enemy, but he also was her first crush. And so Jacob Greenberg is someone she has always remembered and, and, and the, the fond memories are overshadowed by this experience of him breaking her heart at summer camp. And her best friend, Mickey, who is also, uh, you know, a member of the Jewish community was, I was at the summer camp and, uh, you know, understands that Jacob is somebody that she, he's kind of persona non grata and she hasn't had to deal with him in a, in a very long time, but he's coming back to New York, uh, to put on this big event. He's in a, a very popular event planner and he's putting on an event called the matzah ball. And it's this big celebration, uh, for, Jewish families and it's, it's, uh, taking place the, the eighth night of Hanukkah. And so he's coming back. So Rachel's mother, who doesn't quite understand the tension between them, but she sees that her single daughter could, uh, you know, possibly make a connection with somebody that she knew from camp invites him to celebrate Shabbat with him, uh, you know, with, with the family when he gets back to New York. And so he ends up staying with the family for the weekend and they get reunited. And she realizes, uh, one of the things that, that complicates everything, she would, you know, Rachel would stay far, far away from this, but her publisher is hoping that she will pivot and write a Jewish romance holiday novel. And, um, 
you know, this is something, even though she's a member of the, the Jewish community, she really doesn't know how to go about it because she doesn't see the same magic in her traditions that she sees with the Christmas tradition. So she decides that going to the matzah ball would be the perfect way to get her out of this, uh, this writer's block. And so she has to figure out a way to get in. And that means confronting Jacob. Now, as soon as they see each other, they realize there's some sparks and, and, but there's also this, this, this underlying animosity. And, um, you know, one of the things that complicates everything is that Rachel is suffering from, um, the, the popular name would be chronic fatigue syndrome. It's, uh, it's actually called myologic encephalomyelitis. And, um, this, and this, again, this is another thing that kind of resonated with me because I worked with somebody who, who suffered from chronic fatigue syndrome. She was, I, I was her, um, her tutor and she, was a college student and this it the the this this condition was so difficult for her to deal with because you can't explain it. You can't explain why you feel the way you do or you know if you go out for a day you could spend a week recovering in bed where even raising your hair your hand to to, to comb your hair is is a task. And so Rachel has been sidelined with this and, and it was diagnosed after she met Jacob. So he doesn't know that she has this condition, but it certainly is something that, that causes a lot of uh, strife and struggle in her life because she has to balance that, that tradition. And that's, that's honestly why it's been so easy for her to be a, a novelist because she can spend time, you know, she, she doesn't work a traditional job. And so she doesn't have to explain her condition to anybody. She can just you know, work around it and make it work. And so as they, they come together, um, and, and kind of are forced to work together because she wants this ticket, there are no tickets to the ball. And he says she, that if she volunteers, he can give her a volunteer ticket. And that means that she has to get out and, you know, exert herself and, you know, that's where the story really takes off. And so I don't, I don't want to get into the, the details of the story because I, I really, um, you know, I absolutely love the story and I want you to read it if you haven't read it already. But, you know, there's so many, there's so many things about this story, you know, thinking about Mickey, who's, who's, uh, Rachel's best friend, his moms, he has two moms. And so, he, and he's gay himself. And so one of the things that, that he was, you know, that he kind of reminds her of throughout this story is that you have to be the person that the universe asked you to be. And that's a, that's a quote from the book that, um, that his mom's conveyed to him and said, you can't worry about what other people think of you. You just have to be yourself. And, uh, he, he adds, you know, just say, screw them, you know, don't care about what other people think. And, you know, he's, he's referring in those moments, you know, he knows about Rachel's secret and knows about her obsession with Christmas and, you know, that this is her profession and he knows that she's conflicted over her feelings and, you know, talking about her condition. And, and it's just a really good reminder because I think that, um, you know, one thing I've observed over the years is that it seems like more and more you see families kind of blending traditions. And I think that's a, that's a really great thing for certain families. Not all families are going to do that. So when you have families that, you know, that celebrate both Hanukkah and Christmas and they put up their Christmas trees and they have their menorahs and, you know, I think that's, that's great, but that isn't everybody's situation. Some people, 
you know, are, are strict, you know, that, that you don't talk about Judaism in their household, or you don't talk about, uh, Christianity in their household. And so, um, you know, it's, it's so much of the matzo ball is, is about acceptance and, you know, understanding and, and speaking your truth and being faithful to who you are. And, Meltzer just does a fantastic job developing these characters because we start to understand that there's so much more to Jacob than we could, you know, than Rachel can possibly imagine. She has no idea what was going on at the summer camp and what he was dealing with. And he has no idea what she's been dealing with and what her life was like because she was always in this bubble in this this glass house where she had to act a certain way and be a certain way because of her family because of her parents and so um you know so seeing them explore all of these these layers of their personalities and uh you know developing their you know rekindling their friendship and and seeing that come back together it's just it's so powerful and you know if you if you've never if you've never read a Jewish holiday romance, this is the one to read. This is the book that will, I mean, it stays with you. I, I, I have got a huge smile on my face because I just absolutely loved everything about this story. And I, I could read, I could read a dozen more. I mean, it's just, it, it's just so special. And it really makes me appreciate Again, you know, it does. You don't have to be Jewish to understand the story. It gives you a much deeper appreciation for Jewish customs and traditions if you're not Jewish. And I would imagine that it's a beautiful celebration for people who are Jewish who can say, who can look to this book and say, I, I, I can see my family in this story. I can see myself. I can see my family and my friends in these stories. So I, I think it's such a, a wonderful place to be. But more than anything, it's, it does so much to just remind people that you have to be true to who you are and you can't worry about anything that anybody else is doing because that's just, it's just not worth it. And more often than not, especially in romance novels, we know that there usually are other mitigating circumstances behind things and they just serve to complicate uh, the relationships that are either blossoming or in full bloom. And, uh, you know, that's part of the story. But, um, you know, this book is just, it's just a beautiful celebration. And um, yeah, it's, it's something I, I could absolutely see it adapted as a as a movie, as a movie that plays every Christmas and holiday season, every, you know, alongside the Christmas movies, it, it has a place. I mean, this, this could absolutely be, um, you know, it, I could see it on Hallmark channel. I could see it on Netflix as, you know, during the holiday season. I think it's, I, I think this is going to be the book that really launches a new tradition where we see more of these stories and it's not that they don't exist. And I, I think that's a very important distinction to make. It's not that these stories don't exist. It's just that this story arrives at a point where people are really starting to see beyond Christmas and Christmas movies. And what I mean by that is if you take a look at the channel, um, if you look at what's going on right now with holiday movies and you look at, at Hallmark and you look at Netflix, Netflix and you look at VH1, look at all these, uh, you know, these network lifetime making these holiday movies, more and more you're starting to see movies that focus on other traditions other than Christian traditions. So you don't just have Christmas movies. There have been 
uh, Hanukkah movies this year. And I think this is part of a of an ongoing trend that we will see. And I could really see the matzo ball becoming, if these movies already existed, then the matzo ball, if that were to be made into a movie, I could see this becoming the flagship that launches even more of them, where people can say, wow, I'm not Jewish, but I really love this movie, or I am Jewish, and oh my God, I'm so glad that somebody made this movie because man, it's just it's just perfect. It, it the atmosphere is primed and ready for that, and I think what Gene Meltzer has done is just you know given people the book that shows that it can be done and that it should be done and that more of these stories should be told and continue to be told because they have been told. It's just that they have to capture the popular attention because that's how this whole system works. It's not about, you know, whether a book is good or bad. It's, you know, how is it received in a popular sense? And, uh, this, this book transcends one group. It's not just about Hanukkah. It's about the holiday season, the holiday spirit and acceptance and, you know, so many things, you know, dealing with pressures from family. There are so many themes in this book that people can relate to. And I really think that this is the kind of thing that that we need more of in the world. So if you haven't checked it out, it's it's available on Amazon. It's published by Mira Publishing. And uh, it's Gene Meltzer, The Matzo Ball. And uh, do check it out. And if you have read it, let me know what you think of it. Hit me up on Twitter and uh, at Sarah Beth Pollock and let me know. And as always, please make sure that you leave a review or comments or subscribe to the podcast so we can keep bringing you more of these podcasts. And yeah, I think now that I've talked about that, I, I, I'm going to go read some more because there are so many books in my TBR list that I am, um, I'm a little perplexed that Christmas is next week because there are so many more books to read. So I'm going to go read some more books and thank you guys for listening and I will talk to you soon.